The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from exhaustion, fatigue, like dragging? Whether it was part of your hormones before the cycle, after the cycle. Have you ever suffered from fatigue? Was it your allergies? Was it the virus? If you've ever had fatigue and you were told it's Lyme, it's Epstein-Barr virus, your hormones, your thyroid, you got to treat it and you're still tired. Today is your day because we're going to discuss why am I so tired? The 14 mind-body reasons and their solutions. In today's world, it's very common to see people go from practitioner to practitioner, get diagnoses of all kinds, whether it's a virus, an allergy, sleep apnea, nutritional, depression, anxiety, pain, on and on and on. You treat it and yet you still have the fatigue. Today's show is gonna change your life because it's gonna teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition for reasonable solutions to the 14 basic types of fatigue. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the United States and Canada. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. But you can get on the show, get you the, get the show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday. Again, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. So, there's so many different ways, so many reasons for being tired. You go to the doctor or practitioner, you get tests, nutritional tests, tests for viruses, inflammation, heart, kidneys, liver, and so on. And either they say everything's normal or they find some problems, they fix them, and yet you still got the fatigue. So let's try to look at it a different way. I remember when I was at Brown in college, 
every fall, even before that time, I'd get tired and I'd get a sore throat. Reason number one for fatigue. Infections, allergies, autoimmune. Basically, your white blood cells start to get fragile and they lice. And whether that's due to a virus infection, allergy, autoimmune, your white blood cells release chemicals, cytokines, all kinds of different chemicals that make us sleepy, very sleepy. And it's adaptive on one level if we have a virus to make us rest. So your energy can go to healing. But it's not adaptive if your immune system is stuck on trying to fight this virus and won't get tolerant to it. And if you're allergic, allergic, allergic to something and you can't build up tolerance. For me, it was, oh, I don't know, cat hair. Then it was mold and it was something. But it was always around the change. Immune system, first center, medical intuition has to do with families feeling safe and secure in the world. And whenever I didn't feel safe or when you don't feel safe, our immune system is going to memorialize that by getting twitchy, hypervigilant either over, overly reactive to dust, pollen, more than we're genetically predisposed to. And you might find yourself during a particularly stressful time when you're either moving, changing jobs, changing schools or something going, gee, my allergies are worse this year, or gee, the flu's worse this year. It may be that your fear, sense of lack of safety and security during uprooting at that time, losing a network of people, Maybe become memorialized in that fatigue. Your body is letting you know, your immune system is letting you know that you're exhausted and that your roots are changing. For me, I left home and I went to college. And then on the other hand, every night I was in a dorm with a bunch of people who were very smart. They came from all over the world, and they were all valedictorians. 37 out of 40 people were the top of their class. And they all went to prep schools, and I went to a regular school. And I was very anxious. So my idea was to stay up all night and try to study. And everybody spoke very clean Queen's English. The rain in Spain fall mainly on the plains. It didn't matter where they went school. They came in the deep south or wherever. They spoke like this. Then one night in the middle of the night around two in the morning, someone comes in my room and she's looking for food because when you're sleepy, you eat. You eat and you eat and you eat and you eat. That's another problem with fatigue is that we tend to crave stimulants like Ritalin, like those chemicals we use to try to be alert, we crave food that ends up adrenalating us and making us sleep here. Kind of like going on a cocaine binge, jacking yourself up with Diet Coke, Coke, Coca-Cola, not Coke, Coca-Cola, smoking cigarettes if you used to be into cigarettes, or whatever, or whatever, or whatever, dark chocolate, light chocolate, white chocolate. Well, not white chocolate. Who tastes white chocolate to, to wake up? 
sugar, 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 food, salt, chalk, chips, whatever. You do it to stay awake because you're tired. Then when you, after you eat it, you're tired again and around and around and again. That's reason number 17B, and that is eating the wrong food, nutrition. Anyway, two in the morning, the door opens behind me in the dorm, and I hear someone come in with a thick southern accent. I'd never heard anybody in our dorm speaking a thick southern accent. They all spoke in Queens English. This woman comes in and goes, I'm so flippin' tired, man. <laughs> Those weren't exactly the words, but I can't say it on unityonlineradio.org. But you can imagine what she said. I'm so flippin' tired, man. In this long drawl. I turned around, and it was Mary, not her real name, and she went to this incredible prep school in Tennessee. I went, Mary, what happened to your voice? And she goes again, I'm so flippin' tired, man. Where are your chips? Where's the Diet Coke? <laughs> and that's when I learned that fatigue and tiredness throws us right squarely into the right brain. The right brain is the area for another kind of language. It's for accent, but it's also for emotion and intuition. That's another form. That's cause number 10 for fatigue, intuition. That the right brain area for emotion and intuition has huge connections to our body. Symptoms for pain, symptoms for immune system problems, adrenal gland cortisol, reproductive hormones, every organ in your body its health or disease is affected by your right brain emotion intuition. And when you are most emotionally vulnerable, it affects all those organs. And what can make you more vulnerable than being A, sleep deprived, and B, connected to someone else's emotions? And it will come out because your accent will come out. That veneer that you have during the day, the rain in Spain falls, mainly on the plains. When you're tired, your intuition is seeping out, and you have to find out what the intuition is underlying it, because you're no longer defended by it. Whose pain, anxiety, and depression are you carrying? Big issue. Big, big issue. So when I'm first doing a reading, a private reading on the phone, people might talk to me about how they fatigue. I have chronic fatigue. I have Lyme. I have adrenal gland exhaustion. And after they've gotten it out, after I've done their reading on their emotional life and their physical body, and I've described what's going on in their lungs, what's going on in their joints, what's going on in their lining of their bowel lining, I've described where the inflammation is, where their white cells are lysing, those inflammatory mediators that make us sleepy, 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 you're sleepy, your eyes are getting heavy. It's as if nothing matters. Where your body is hypnotically putting you into a fatigue trance. We have to find the mechanism underlying it, match it to the intuitive center. And yes, we can find the genetic reason why you're prone to that type of fatigue. We might be able to find the injury, the organ system affected, but we can find out the intuitive reason that's connected to it, that's driving it, making it worse, and more than anything, making you resistant, not you like you don't want to get better, but making your body 
not respond to the treatments, for God's sakes. So then when I get the people in the reading, they really talk about what's going on. And I say, well, yes, it's true. You were born with gluten intolerance, but you've never, you haven't been doing gluten. So why now? Why now? Now you're allergic to ketchup. You're allergic to paper clips. You're allergic to everything. And they go, yes, yes. Why? I said, because you don't feel safe and secure in the world. And then I go on about that group at work and blah, blah, blah. You have to ask yourself, why now? Why is your immune system activated? Why is that organ that is influencing serotonin, GABA, dopamine, norepinephrine, opiates, white cells, cytokines, blood vessels getting narrower, cardiovascular is another cause of fatigue, hormones going up and down, up and down from the adrenal gland or your liver affecting it, stuck liver chi, Chinese medicine, and on and on and on. What is driving the bus? We'll look more of this when we do the readings on the show. If you want to know more of the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. And what's interesting and exciting is every Friday now, I have TGIF, thank God, it's Facebook Live Friday with Dr. Mona Lisa, Facebook Live TV, every Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central Time. And this week, this Friday, we have live the five cycles of fatigue, five cycles of fatigue. So if you want to know more about this, you can watch it live. And if you want a call in to get a, re a reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com and sign the consent form. If you want a private reading, you can get a hold of me here. Calling right now, right now, 816-251-3555 or the Facebook Live Friday, Facebook Live Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern this Friday. You can go to my website and get a private one or two hour reading. Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. Coming up this, this July, you want to know more about intuition? You want to use medical intuition to heal mind, body, and soul? Go to my website. I do an annual seven-day medical intuition summer camp. Yes, a summer camp. It's limited to 50 people. You learn how to do a reading. You also learn the 12 chakras and how to heal your mind, body, mystically and medically intuitively. So go to that, www.drmonalisa.com. The class is in person. It's COVID safe, and you'll get more information. Go to the website. We will go to line two. Caitlin, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Wow. Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. This is um, such an honor. Um, I am calling because fatigue is something that um, I've been struggling with for for 13 years now. Um, I've also been struggling just with my health more and more over the years. Um, okay, physical Caitlin, health. Let, me tell, let me tell you what I see. Okay. Okay. You're 30. You're 31. Yeah. That's not a reason to cry. I'm 60 for God's sakes. I no, will be no, sobbing. It's, it's just I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. 
<laughs> you say to someone, you're 31, and they start crying. You know, I'm sitting here going, well, if you were 60, what would you be doing? The first thing I see, I'm trying to get you to laugh here, miss, is you've had a history growing up that's made your brain porous or sensitive, very sensitive to your surroundings. I can't figure out if there was an environment where there was chaos, drama growing up. Literally, to quote Lady Gaga, you were born with a leaky, porous brain to other people's feelings but your own. Their sadness is very hard for you not to pick it up through resonance. Their anger made you anxious. It was very hard for you to hold a good mood and maintain it if someone else came in the room or around you in a foul one. And somehow that changed your brain circuitry, especially in your right brain, that you would quickly go from fear to sadness to irritability. That would go to your adrenal gland. Your adrenal gland would take epinephrine, release it, and make your muscles spasmy, shaky, and then ultimately tired, exhausted. And then there were a series of events where either someone near you wasn't available to nurture. I can't figure out if that person was depressed, anxious, or gone, just plain gone, but that you had to kind of console and nurture yourself. As a result, you kind of developed a kind of immune sensitivity to things in your environment, like a sensitive plant. Sensitive plants, their leaves kind of fold up when anything around them touches it, them. You're like a sensitive plant that when something changes around you, your immune system reacts. And it feels like cells lining your GI tract react with inflammatory mediators. Things in your skin react Cells, immune cells in your respiratory tract react. All of this makes your body be like one big sensitive nerve. And all of that reacting is exhausting. Ultimately, the solution is how to learn that you are safe and secure in the world, even if someone near you is having an issue. And that you can learn to pharmacology, nutrition, and skills, how to put insulation on the nerves around your brain. Caitlin, what was the environment growing up? Who was missing? Who left? Um, well, both of my parents were, um, I grew up with both of my parents, but um, I think I think my, my mother was struggling with a lot of her own her own stuff and, and stress, and so maybe that's where it's coming from. I'm not sure. Did she have depression? Um, she struggled with um, more more anxiety, I think. But um, depression runs in my family. Okay, depression runs in your family. Okay. And when other people's mothers and parents were taking them to school, 
what did your mother do? Was she able to do that? Um, no, she was really busy. So, what do you mean she was really busy? Um, she was uh, really busy with work and school. So maybe a little bit of neglect. I don't know. Work and school? Your mother was in school? Um, yeah, she, she got her master's. So your mother kind of was in school and you were in school. And so her school competed with your school and you sort of had to figure out how to soothe yourself. How old were you when your mother was going for her master's degree? Um, I'm not sure, maybe six years old or, okay. or old-ish. And now I see that Somehow, you grew a porousness or sensitivity that you kind of knew some things were going on in your family they were unspoken about, whether it was between your mother and your father or other things. What kind of things did you know that they didn't talk about? Um, give, give me an example. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Are your parents still together? Um, no, but they, they divorced when I was an adult. I was 25. Okay, they divorced when you were 25. At what age did you know they started having problems in their marriage? Well, I, I thought they weren't having problems until I was in my, my 20s. So um, okay. I didn't notice it as a child, I don't think. But you noticed your mother was away a lot at school. Well, she she was just preoccupied and, and stressed a lot with with school and work. Um, so, I, let me go through your body. I look at your head. Your head feels like cotton wool, a dull feeling in your head. It's like it's hard for thoughts to keep moving. It's like they keep falling asleep at the next stoplight. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. I know that people in your family are prone to antibodies against their thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for them to have stable thyroid function, but fooling around with your thyroid function doesn't make a measurable difference in your health. I look at your heart. At times I see a pressure in your chest. It feels like your heart skips a beat. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder whether or not you've had swings of appetite that was associated with mood, swings of concern about food and its details. I see a red dotted pattern where your esophagus and stomach come together. At times, I wonder whether or not you've been concerned about what you see as abdominal distension and bloating. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see achiness in your pelvis. I can't figure out if that's associated with hormonal cycles or what. I see that fatigue and mood 
but somehow interrelated. And this got worse around your periods and has gotten worse. And that you particularly find yourself around friends or interests, people who you're interested in, who have melancholy, sadness, or a sullen in some way. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, a lot of GI issues, um, cognitive issues. And so your, your mind does stop like a midstream. Your mind just stops. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And your GI issues, how long have you been concerned about your eating? Your food, um, your digestion. Well, the digestion piece started um, when I was around 18 or 19, I think, um, and I'm 31 now. So it's been it's been a while, and it just kind of gets worse. It's been getting worse over the years. Um, and did your moods first start having problems when you started getting your period? Um. I'm not sure. I think it. I think it started before then, to be honest. Um, okay. And you find I yourself think, around people who are somewhat sullen or depressed. Um. Sometimes, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. You find that any? Have you recently been around someone who's a ball of laughs? <laughs> Um, well, there's one person in my life. It's my father, who I, I really who lifts me up a lot. Your father. Yeah. Where was he when your mother was in school a lot? Um, he was he was around. Um, I think he was also busy with work too, but more more I think available emotionally than her. Let me give you some suggestions. Some people have genetic susceptibility problems with neurotransmitters. Whether it's dopamine, which is for peppiness, serotonin, which is for focus, attention, and freedom from anxiety, and dopamine and epinephrine, both of them, one of them, epinephrine is from your adrenal gland, which is for Continued thoughts to continue. Your brain and its thoughts feel like molasses. Swimming in molasses or chocolate pudding. You need someone to help you with your brain chemistry. And just doing amino acids, I don't think it's going to be enough. Are you following me? You yeah. need to go to an integrated physician who can work with you. But it's tricky because combinations of rhodiola, at high enough dosages to get through that brain fog would have to be a mild stimulant and then it might provoke your anxiety. Do you understand? Yeah. So you have to work with someone who can teach you DBT mindfulness skills to help you with anxiety because you might find yourself having a lot of side effects to some of the medicines that could help you with these cognitive mood problems. Otherwise, I'm concerned that you'll start to get hormonal problems fertility problems and having children or a long-term relationship and being with someone long-term will complicate your mood problem. Are you following me? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. We're going to go to break. 
But you know what that means. When we come back, we want to talk about the 13 types of fatigue. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively. Today's show has been dedicated to fatigue. We've learned that there are 14 reasons for fatigue, change in hormones, white cell problems with infection, allergy, autoimmune problems. We can have intuition for someone else's pain, anxiety, and depression. Other problems, we can do too much. We can do too little. Boredom causes fatigue. If you don't use energy, it's stuck chi in Chinese medicine, and that is exhausting. you got to use energy to create energy. ATP, our cells make it. If we don't use it, it, the machinery stops. Fatigue can be associated with sleep, sleeping too much, too little, or having a lot of interruptions in our sleep in the middle of the night. Depression and anxiety and disruptions of neurotransmitters, serotonin, GABA, dopamine, and others can affect our sleep. A lack of happiness and joy can cause fatigue. You might notice you feel blah, frown. You're not excited. Your feet and arms feel like lead. You might have told you've got an adrenal gland diagnosis. You don't laugh anymore. You seem to have lost your sense of humor. Your thoughts feel like mud. Your pain, your memory, you may have pain. Your pain threshold has gone down. Let little things make you itch, sensitive, sneeze. People's feelings, noise put you off. In our brain, we have cannabis receptors. I used to think, how do we have cannabis receptors? <coughs> Where do we get these receptors? The cannabis. Well, if you look at it closely, you'll realize that scientists did not know that there is a neurotransmitter that we have in our brain, a happiness neurotransmitter. <coughs> and it actually binds to these receptors. If we don't have enough happiness and joy, we are going to have fatigue. Our brains and our bodies were meant to have joy. Not only is that for that neurotransmitter that binds to the cannabis receptor, but it's also for opiates. Opiates help us connect to what gives us joy, what we love whether it's animals, whether it's passion, whether it's love between each other, or joy when we give something to the world. It's also a connection to the divine. 
prayer, meditation, those moments when we have solitude, we fill up our opiate receptors when we connect to the divine. That gives us a kind of contemplative joy and love for another source. The great rabbi Tversky says that addiction, we may go on all kinds of addiction tears. Addiction is a number one, a huge cause of fatigue, whether it's too much drinking, too much smoking, even too much smoking cannabis, smoking cigarettes, too much gambling, too much sex, too much anything is addiction. He says addiction is trying to fill up that receptor for opiates. And that is the chemical that we're supposed to fill up with a connection to the divine. And so check out after you go through all the reasons why you have, may have fatigue, that you're stuck. You're in the wrong kind of career. You're not getting enough sleep. You may be intuitively picking up to someone's pain. You may have a pain disorder that makes fatigue. You may have an immune system problem, a serious one like cancer, heart disease, a degenerative problem. When you've gotten tests from a doctor for all of those things and you've gotten the right treatment or on the path to getting the right treatment, your fatigue is not getting better. Look at your joy and love receptors. Are they connected? Are they filled? Because you may find that one component and there may be many components, not just one cause for your fatigue. One is connection to other people and the divine. We'll go to line three. Carol, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, I just, I'm so tired right now. I can't function. And um, I have restless leg, but um, also in the last two and a half years, I've switched from taking a midnight job to that job, going to second shift and now first shift. But you think in over a year, I would have adjusted to morning shift and I'm still struggling so much. And then after I get home, I'm just worthless. Okay. First of all, I want you to get a piece of paper, draw a box and draw seven okay. circles, one above the other. Label them one through seven from the bottom up. Just like doing a food pyramid where we used to get nutrients and find out how much protein, how much fat, how much, you know, all the different food groups. Mm -hmm. When we do medical intuition, we also do an evaluation for fatigue. We find out how many volts or energy circuits we're getting for all the different centers in our life. Mm -hmm. And when we do, when people do third or fourth shift or fifth or sixth, I don't know how many shifts they have, for God's sakes, mm -hmm. um, they disconnect because they're not in sync with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. They disconnect from a lot of circuits that connect them with joy and love with other people. So each center is worth 14% or 14 volts mm -hmm. to get a 100 watt bulb. You want to be a 100 watt bulb, don't you? You want to be bright and shiny and alive, right? Yes. So you're going to try reentry. So mm -hmm. when you're on third and fourth shift, you're out of rhythm, circadian rhythm with the rest mm -hmm. of the world. Because when you're up, they're down. They're out of sleep. And mm -hmm. when you're asleep, they're up. So one of the first things you'd have is problems with families, groups of people that make you feel safe and secure. So put an X next to first. 
And that would affect mm -hmm. your immune system, immune system, bones, joints, and of course, sun, osteoporosis, and so on. Second center, relationships, money, sex. Of course, if your mate or partner or lack thereof has another job during the day and you're at night, well, two ships passing, <laughs> passing mm -hmm. each other in the night. And so yep. you're getting less nutrients, not to mm -hmm. mention you got no sex here. So therefore, you're missing the sex. So that's another seven watts. Got it? You got the yep. money, you work in the ship, but you know, for what? Yeah. Self and responsibility. You're doing the responsibility. You're doing your shift, but in a selfless way. They call it borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. So you're now down another seven watts. Mm -hmm. Got it? But you got your money. Yeah. What center? Passion, partnership, and nurture. You may be taking care of all the people you need to feed, but you're not feeding yourself. Doing fourth shift is a good short-term measure. I add short-term measure. Are you mm -hmm. following me? But yep. long-term is not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Even in residency programs, they don't allow people to do 100-hour work weeks anymore. And even uh, in, in the Army, they don't allow people to be deployed for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know that. They bring them home. Yep. And even yep. then... They don't allow them to do more than three or four tours of duty. You're done after that. How many years yeah. did you do third or fourth shift? Um, I did, yeah. Oh, would you say how long did I do it? Yes. One year. And fortunately, I got out of it in one year. But like you said, I can't re-enter again. <laughs> okay. So then there's something unique about your sixth center, your brain mm -hmm. and your mind. Because... It must have always been that way. I've never been a morning person. It's always been painful to be a morning person. I understand, but this is my point. Yep. That's the issue. You have to go to a sleep department. There's something unique about your brain. Okay. That's, and that's what Loretta's saying outside this window. That even though it worked for you to be fourth shift, mm -hmm. it may have fulfilled your needs of some social anxiety, being in a containment mm -hmm. area. However, mm -hmm. it keeps you away from the nutrients you can get from families, groups of people, first center, a mate, second center, self-needs, third, and self-nurturance, mm -hmm. fourth. So your anxiety and need to be away from people, a kind of avoidance, may have felt good to you, mm -hmm. but you're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. Definitely. You go to a nearby sleep center, and they can okay. help you. In a major teaching okay. hospital associated with a, major, a medical center, and they can help you handle what is and, and identify what is your native sleep wakefulness cycle routine. And okay. more than anything, they have psychology sleep specialists who can help okay. you adapt your life, your relationship, your marriage. Okay. Yep. To the appropriate job for you. However, this is the problem, that you chose a partner who feels walled off at work, removed, and that somehow works for you. And if mm -hmm. your partner is not there now, it feels like your work 
and being away from a relationship has worked for you for a while and now it's not working. Who do you live with? I live with my boyfriend of 10 years and my son who's 32 on his Down syndrome. I get it. And your partner, what, what shift do they work? He's retired and he's 17, 18 years older than I am. So in many ways, it seems to be there's a problem in that relationship. And we're not going to get into it. Yeah. But suffice it to say, those sheets don't feel like they're on fire. No. You know what I mean? And yeah. the third shift is what really instigated a lot of this. <laughs> yes, but it was there before, and you know it. Yeah. You understand? The sheets would still mm-hmm. be cold, even if you had a heating pad on it, for God's sakes. Yeah. And you added... The third shift because, hey, nothing was going on in there anyway, so you might as well make money. Yeah. And that didn't solve it. And now nope. when you go back, you're having trouble acclimating because your body's intuitively keying in to the emotions of someone near you. Mm-hmm. It's walled off or moved. Mm-hmm. The Down syndrome person doesn't seem to be, believe it or not, the problem. No. It seems to be your partner. If I thought mm-hmm. the Down syndrome was an issue or you felt responsible or burdened, I would have said, I see someone who's having trouble developmentally. You're mm-hmm. over, you're mothering and you're stuck in that. It wasn't none of that. That person okay. didn't seem to be this. Are you following me? And though everyone wants to go there, hello, it doesn't seem yeah. to be a problem. It's your okay. partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you really have to go into part, some partnership, relationship, guidance. They're not working. Mm-hmm. Are they working? Uh, oh, pardon me. What's the question? Is your partner working? No, he's retired. Problem. You're working. They're retired. If you came home and worked during the day, you'd have someone who was hanging out retired. Mm-hmm. This is not good. No. That's one of the biggest stresses in a relationship is when one's retired and one's not. Along mm-hmm. with being a lot older than you and you're not. you got to get this squared away. Not to mention yeah. there's no sheets. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's then, okay. of course, I know. Then, of course, there's the eating issue. Yeah. I look at your head. Wait a minute. I look at your okay. head. It feels like there's problems with blood sugar, cholesterol, triglycerides. I see a pressure in the small arteries in your body. And this creates an inflammatory situation that makes you have fatigue, which you try to medicate away with something you drink, something you eat, neither of which is good and you know it but you feel guilty but they stimulate you to stay awake i look at your neck i look at your thyroid i look at your heart i see something different with how your heart walls work i can't figure out if you have again problems with blood vessels problems with insulin blood sugar or what i look at your left lung right lung left breast right breast Your body has the heaviness to it, a feeling of being weighted down. Mm-hmm. I see that really affects your self-worth and self-esteem. You don't know you're lovable unless you're needed. And you really feel that you don't have many choices in life. Carol, you're 53. Come on now. Yep. <laughs> and this has been going on since a family growing up. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure. But some trauma growing up, made you feel that this is as good as it's going to get. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. 
I see that that made you kind of settle in this relationship. Your child has grown. They're an adult. This doesn't have to be. Okay. Please tell me your health concerns. Mostly just being able to function again. But when you looked at my heart, I do have a little issue with my pulmonic valve that they keep an eye on. It's not severe. Um, wait a minute, but, pulmonic valve, that's fairly specific. Yes. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Pulmon, we just have a little issue with the pulmonic valve. That was like the yeah. valves that they used to have on the um, that station, uh, the, the uh, astronaut station. They used to have the, uh, the valves, and then the thing came down. Pulmonic mm-hmm. valve. How'd you find out you had pulmonic valves problem? When my when my thyroid went overactive, then they looked when everything's overactive. When they got that situated, then they, that one was still. Um, I got it. But it's how tall? Yeah, but, yeah. Blow a gasket. How tall? Are you? Yeah. Five six. How much do you weigh? One seventy five. That's you didn't mention that. Yeah. And, and I am medicating myself with diet Coke and cookies every day. Okay. Can I tell you, don't punish yourself. Yeah. You I medicate know. yourself because you feel brain fog. You have to go mm-hmm. to sleep. Side. You have no idea if you have sleep apnea, number one. Mm-hmm. That could affect your right heart health, number two. Mm-hmm. And number three, the mechanism with your with your thyroid, you could turn into not just originally Graves, but Hashimoto's. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had that radioactive iodine, so they killed know, off my thyroid. You have it. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah. the heaviness is like carrying two 20-pound bags of kitty litter. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lack of joy and love and opiates in your relationship. It's like mm-hmm. you don't have joy, and as a result, you feel exhausted. Your yeah. fatigue is multimodal. Do you understand? The restless yeah. leg is concerning, and you need to talk to the sleep people. Because restless leg is dopamine, and you have to make mm-hmm. sure that that gets treated because it will interrupt your sleep and you'll gain more weight. Mm-hmm. Get it? Yep. I have a little so, problem with my pulmonic valve. Yeah. <laughs> and there yeah. Were in the, in the uh, Discovery um, station with all the astronauts, they had problems with O-rings. Remember that one? The yeah. Button <laughs> down the little O-rings. Never did we think there was such a little thing as O-rings. I wish yep. you good luck. I want to get to this last reading. Good luck. Thank you very Thank much. You so much for calling. You take it easy. Sure. We'll go Bye. to line four. Melissa, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Um, a lot of the things that you said prior to the last caller really resonated with me um, with regards to missing joy. Uh, I had addiction in my life. Today is actually my one-year sobriety. Okay, I'm alcohol-free. Oh, congratulations. How Thank long? you. How long? One year today. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That's wonderful. Let me look at Thank your life. You. The first thing I see is, oh, wow, water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. You are so clean, and your mind is so clear, and people must be so proud for you. Mm-hmm. But someone that you're involved with, it, it's like they're behind that glass that you visit someone whether it's in the hospital or somewhere else, you're trying to talk to them through this glass wall, and you can't get through to them. I can't figure out if they've had health problems, they've had addiction problems, they have mood problems, but you're having totally. to have a... Totally. Totally. 
all of the above. <laughs> check, 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 check. And mm -hmm. you can't get through to them. And mm -hmm. it's going to be a job. Totally draining me. Totally. Uh, my my father, my father, he's uh, a lot of the problem or the reason why I was drinking in the first place uh, brought me to my addiction was childhood trauma. But he's an alcoholic. He had pancreatitis, lost wow. his limbs. Um, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So this is tricky. In the readings, I do the two-hour readings. One of the things I do is go to the fearless examination of someone in your life mm -hmm. who can trigger a health problem unwittingly. I talk mm -hmm. about their mood, their thought patterns, how they act, and how you can maneuver your way around them so the worst-case scenario, you would have to do a radical relationship back to me. And this is the issue. Families are immune system. First shocker, mm -hmm. they give us a sense of safety and security in the world. Mm -hmm. If you have an immune problem, maybe even like a cancer, one of the last things they do to help you is they irradiate your bone marrow and try to give you a bone marrow transplant. Removing a family member is what I call a radical relationshipectomy. Mm -hmm. It's last line treatment. And yeah. just like getting rid of your bone marrow for treating multiple myeloma or something like that, it's, the risks are great. But the benefits could be good, too. But the risks are huge. Number mm -hmm. one, you have to transplant yourself and get a new family, prosthetic family, prosthetic <laughs> fathers. You know what I'm saying? I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm serious. And they're oh never like God. the real thing. They look real from a distance. But the closer <laughs> you get, you realize, you know, it's not exactly the same. But if push comes to shove and it breaches your sobriety, you have to do what I call a sabbatical a time away, mm -hmm. and that's what I meant by they're behind a glass. I wanted to say prison, but I thought mm -hmm. it was pejorative. When people go visit a friend or a family member in prison, they have to talk through the glass, and they put their hand on the glass. It's mm -hmm. so touching when a kid does that. There's something about your father that he looks like he's in prison. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to him, he can hardly hear you. Mm -hmm. And I can't figure out if his brain has been addled. Yes, it has. all those years? Yes. The yes. false drugs. If drugs and alcohol. Drugs. And so for that, you need really expert work. Because yeah. you number one, you can't try to be his savior because then he's dependent and you are dependent on his dependency on you. No, I know. I know, I know it's that's like it's a, a hellish yeah. memory lane there. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, you really need a sponsor for that. So you really have to know a DBTS person teaches you mindfulness, how to be aware of your father's mm -hmm. pain and how it evokes your traumatic memory, but how to help you keep your sobriety. Are you following me? But just yes. being so intuitively keyed into him, it can affect your immune system. I look at your head. I see something different about your gums and your teeth. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. Your hair looks thin and brittle. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see an increased susceptibility to making antibodies against several organs in your body, including your thyroid. I look at your heart. Strep makes your problem worse. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your lungs. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. 
I wonder if your skin is sensitive to certain foods. I see an increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your DNA. I see fatigue, dragginess, achiness in your joints. Mm -hmm. Your skin feels stiff. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, I have ankylosing spondylitis, depression, and GI problems at times. And I'm dependent on sleeping medication, which I need to stop. Oh, you have to get off of that. So ankylosing spondylitis, a lot of those people have antibodies, problems in their GI tract. And mm -hmm. they also have problems with the spine. Yes. That becomes like a bamboo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you do your fingers get cold? Uh, yes, but I've been a smoker too. Because a lot of my you can get, get Raynaud's phenomenon, and your fingers can feel stiff. Mm -hmm. You have to be very, very careful. Because I don't know how alcohol can affect bone density with your spine. Yeah, but true. But the other thing is. Ankylosing spondylitis is HLA B24, if I'm not incorrect. B27. Oh, for God's sakes. Good enough for government work. Before, it looks like the <laughs> but you're awesome. I love you. You're fantastic. Okay. I okay. love you. Anyway, I, the point of the matter is it's more often in boys than it is girls, right? Males and females. It is. It is. See? 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 I have, I have the worst luck ever, Mona Lisa. I know. I'm sitting here going, how can that be? HLA B27. I got I yep. for it. Whatever. The point of the matter is that's ironic. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so you really, I would, number one, Look up somebody who knows acupuncture, Chinese herbs, mm -hmm. who treat you for both heat of the autoimmune illness, but also kidney, the long-term effects of arthritis. Okay. I would work with someone who does Feldenkrais and or Yamuna body rolling to help you with flexibility of your spine. And don't feel bad because I have rods in my spine and I'm basically fused. So whether you auto-fuse your spine or, like me, you have all these rods, you'll have great posture. Yeah. But you have to get through yeah. this, and you have yeah. to get rid of those pain, pain meds because you know that God. You, I know this. You know I'm not. I'm not shaming you. Rome was not built in an afternoon or a weekend. No. And one day, I... every moment, you can do this. But you need help. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me into thank your day. You. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network 
or wherever you get your podcasts.